My talk covered the idea that a systems approach to disease, which we call systems medicine, is going to be utterly critical for deciphering much of the complexity that's present in medicine. Uh, the idea that patients will each have a data cloud of billions of data points, virtual data cloud of billions of data points, and we'll be able to reduce that data dimensionality to uh, simple hypotheses for each individual about how to optimize disease and, and uh, uh, how to optimize wellness and minimize disease. Uh, the idea that um, dynamic biological networks are the key for transmitting information in living organisms and when they become disease perturbed, if we can see how they've become changed, it'll give us fundamental insights into diagnosis and into new approaches to uh, therapy and understanding of disease mechanisms. And of course, the idea that we're at a tipping point with systems medicine now where we've developed strategies and technologies that are really beginning to transform the practice of healthcare. So P4 medicine arises from a convergence between one, these principles of systems medicine, two, big data and its analytics, and three, patient-activated social networks. And the latter are really important because they are the way patients are going to learn this new medicine, and they will be the driving force, I think, for accepting uh, P4 medicine in the healthcare system. Physicians, the healthcare system, uh, tends to be enormously conservative. Well, I would say it's impacted it, one, in that we're beginning to understand early disease mechanisms. Number two, that we can use family genome sequencing to readily identify disease genes, both from simple Mendelian diseases and more complex diseases. Three, we've really worked through how to approach uh, blood diagnostics so we can get panels that'll differentiate between healthy individuals and diseased individuals. We can follow early diagnosis. We can follow disease progression, response to therapy, reoccurrence, and a whole. I think it was because they couldn't quite figure out where else to put me. But what I talked about were three diagnostic systems that I think will be powerful for dealing with disease in the future. So one was using animal models to study the dynamics of disease, and we could use them then to get good blood diagnostics. Two was the idea we've recently, for example, developed a, a taken a systems approach to develop a panel of 13 proteins that allows us to distinguish benign lung cancer nodules from their neoplastic counterparts. And in the US, that would save the healthcare system $3.5 billion a year. And then finally, I suggested a new program that we initiated about a year ago where we're looking at 100,000 well patients determining their genome sequences and then doing 12 measurements every three months longitudinally so that we can then look after the patients separate into the well group and those that transition to disease. We can get 
metrics of wellness from those that are healthy, and we can begin to understand early disease transitions in those that migrate down the disease path. And the hope is we could change that disease trajectory very early on back to a health trajectory and save the healthcare system all of those downstream dollars that you might spend on a long, prolonged disease course and everything. So we've set up the assays, we're developing the analytics, we're beginning to create partners both here in Europe and uh, in Asia that might participate with us in similar kinds of programs. And, uh, and I'm thinking quite seriously of having this be a second genome project where we try and persuade Congress to put in five to 10 billion over 10 years to really create a program that will transform healthcare and will reduce the cost and improve quality of uh, the healthcare that's given. We're collecting personal trait data, both psychological and, and historical. We're collecting uh, once the complete genome sequence, which serves as a framework for organizing everything. We're collecting classic clinical chemistries, especially focused on nutrition. We're collecting 1,600 blood metabolites. Uh, we're collecting a lot of measurements on the quantified self, self-measurement with Fitbits and things like that, blood pressure, weight, uh, quality of sleep, uh, respiration, heart rate, those things. Uh, and then we're collecting the gut microbiome. We're collecting um, epigenetic analyses of white blood cell DNA, their methylation. And finally, we're looking at uh, organ-specific fingerprints in the blood for the brain, the heart, and the liver, which will be very sensitive indicators of wellness to disease transitions and other things too hormone levels, and a variety of other things as well. We're creating the databases and the analytic systems to do that uh, just now. That's one of the things our institute is very good at. So I think we're really in a unique position to handle. And I think that's the biggest challenge in this whole project is how to deal with the data and how to model it ultimately. And what we hope to do for each individual is create a list of actionable priorities of things they can do that will either increase their wellness or let them avoid disease. Of course, how you persuade patients to do things that are good for them is, uh, is a big question. We've hired coaches that will help with that, uh, that transition. Uh, we have a panel of physicians that kind of has oversight responsibility for our actionable behavior so we can deal with concerns the FDA might have in this regard. These systems approaches are revolutionizing medicine, and it's time people recognize the revolution is here and, and begin to adopt many of the opportunities that uh, are available now.